Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. It's Robert from Limitless Broadcasting, reminding you to tune in to Limitless Broadcasting Network anywhere you get your podcasts, from Apple Podcasts to Spotify. Check us out today. Having a Disney craving you can't fill? Welcome back, Pixie Dusters. We're your favorite hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Ashley. Welcome back to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast produced by Limitless Broadcasting. Go to LimitlessBroadcasting.com and check it out. And welcome back to Ashley's favorite month, our <laughs> month of Star Wars. Yes, last week we talked about some of the original trilogy's history. And this week we're going to talk about the movie that started it all, Star Wars, A New Hope. And thankfully... Or no, sorry, not thankfully. Serendipitously, that's the word I wanted to use. We're talking about my favorite movie from Star Wars on my birthday. Today's my birthday. We'll throw in sound effects. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Anywho, that's all you're going to hear about my birthday. But yeah, so I'm really excited to be talking about it this week. And we have our favorite Star Wars guest from last week rejoining us, Mr. Dan. What Say up, hi to what our up? Pixie Dusters. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me back. Of course. Yes. Yes, we like having a guest on here. You're. Did you know, I forgot to tell you this last week, you're our first official guest mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Really? Yes, yes. we have been doing Aww. this. A year. So yesterday, today's May 12th. Yesterday, May 11th was our one year mark. We okay. did an anniversary. And in the full year, you are our mm-hmm. first guest. And uh, we are so excited to have you. That's yeah. awesome. That makes me feel yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is actually my first podcast I've ever really done. So I'm happy to be a part of that. So Wow. Lots of first yeah. going around. A lot of first timers. It's good. <laughs> All right. So we're going to jump into the movie. Now, 
something that I got to make sure, like Dan, you can help police me and I'll help police you a little bit, <laughs> is making sure we stay on a new hope. Because <laughs> I, feel, I feel like it's so easy to like get into the next two. Oh yeah. And we need to police ourselves a little bit. Yeah. Not just for our, not just for our listeners, because I think a lot of the people who are listening right now love Star Wars and know exactly what we're mm-hmm. talking about and all the things. It's more for the lovely Sammy, so she doesn't get confused. <laughs> I already yeah. told you I had to separate all my little notes and everything. So, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But she has watched them, all yes. three of them. Mm-hmm. So she's not going to be totally lost, but she's only watched them once. Yeah. Let's be real. Watching the Star Wars. You gotta watch them multiple times to catch I was gonna everything. try and rewatch. The rewatch is okay. on my list, but there was just no time, so. It's okay. They're okay. long movies. They're nice. They're like two hours. Like two hour, roughly, about average. Ish. I, I think Jedi's like longer than the first just, two. Yeah. It, they felt long, I'm sorry. Yeah. Wait until you have to watch the newest three. Those are longer than these. I'm not excited about that. I have to be. That's two years away. You're good. Hey, fine. <laughs> we got Never time, mind. right? Yeah. You got lots of time. <laughs> you got, you should, you should, I would definitely recommend the uh, series too. Clone Wars, Mandalorian. I mean, yeah, it's on not, the list. Yeah, they're, I won't say too much, but the issues with the prequels are very much solved when you watch the Clone Wars. That's all I'll say. This is very that. true. So I've heard that's worth watching. So it's yeah. very much very. Yeah. And Mandalorian's just amazing, and they have some new ones coming up that I'm so excited for. Like spoiler alert: Obi Wan Kenobi is getting his own TV show. Finally. Mm-hmm. I, I know, and it's Ian McGregor. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Because I mean, Alec is no longer with us. That day. Right. Yeah. But yeah, Ian. He did he tweet or did he Instagram? He did some sort of social media post. My brother sent it to me, where mm-hmm. he. It was. I think it was a picture of his robes, and he's like, "It's good to be back." Yeah. And my brother said it to me. And I freaked out. I'm like, <laughs> "Yes!" At first, I'm like, "Wait, is he going to be on Mandalorian?" I'm like, "Oh no, that can't. That doesn't, doesn't make fit. sense in the timeline." And then when it came out that he's doing his own show, I'm like, oh, "This is going to be fantastic." Yep. But Hayden is also coming back as Anakin slash mm-hmm. Darth. I feel like there's a couple other people that are coming back from the originals, but I don't remember. It was on Facebook or something. But anyways, we're already. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. He, he was in Solo, so. Yeah. And he's in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. He plays a very key role in the Clone, Clone Wars and Rebels, the other one. Yeah. Yeah, he's yep, a, both. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very intertwiny. But we're getting off topic already. Let's go back to right. our <laughs> Refocus. So wow. the synopsis of New Hope, I'll give you a little bit. For those of you who might not know, Luke Skywalker joins forces with a Jedi Knight, a cocky pilot, a Wookiee, and two droids to save the galaxy from the Empire's world-destroying battle station, while also attempting to rescue Princess Leia from the mysterious Darth Vader. That was from IMBD, because when I tried to write the synopsis myself, it was like a page long. That wasn't going to work. Of course it was. Uh, Well, it's hard to like... I. You have to approach it like know unbiasedly, you. you know? Yeah, and I couldn't do it. So yeah. I went to IMDb. Uh, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, so the movie did really well. It did $307 million at the domestic box office during its original run. Later, bumping it scored a $460 million and then pulling $775 million worldwide. And this isn't even the top grossing one of the Star Wars mm-hmm. movies, which is absolutely 
crazy to think mm-hmm. about but that it did wow. this well and this is like this is the flagship this is the one that lucas had to pull a lot together to get it done and and it's really cool not off topic but kind of off topic mark hamill when he got casted for luke he he said he was on set with all of these awesome actors that he already knew because carrie and harrison already kind of had a career mm-hmm. and he knew about them and he didn't really mm-hmm. have a career yet so he said he was on the set with these guys and they kind of he heard they're like each character if you notice has their kind of own music musical score yep and they were they were Mm -hmm. they were um playing those for for these two actors and like showing it to them so they kind of knew what was going on and luke felt like he wasn't the main character because they he had these two amazing actors they had these awesome scores awesome characters and george had to go to him and say the main title score is yours like this is your movie and he's like oh like he didn't it didn't click with him right away so I thought that was really cool that you have this actor who's walking in who just is humbled to Mm -hmm. be in this in this stage and I think he was a great great choice Mm -hmm. which kind of that kind of leads into some of our behind the scenes and rumors that go along with this movie Mm -hmm. but another thing with Mark that I forgot to Nope, nope, that's next movie. See, I've already have to catch myself. Ah. I have to catch myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no, that is this movie. Apparently, Mark was dating his now wife during this movie. And somebody on set, I can't remember if he said it was a director or producer or one of the actors, told him that it wasn't going to last and that he should move on because this was going to like push him into the spotlight. I had no idea. He decided to sit, like he stuck it out and he got married during filming. I don't remember which movie they got married during, but they got married during filming like Star Wars and they've been together ever since, which I thought was really cool. That is cool. Yeah. Well, you know, Hollywood, like Hollywood relationships. They don't last in all the things. Get together, break up, get together, break up. It's just. Speaking of getting together and breaking up, this. It was a rumor. Now it's fact because it's in her book. Mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford had an affair on the set of A New Hope. Did you you knew that, right? I knew that, Fair. yeah. Yeah. I knew the rumors, but I didn't know I haven't read Carrie's book yet, so Yeah, I, I watched an interview with her on Ellen. She was talking about her book and in her book she talks about their affair and it pretty much I believe it broke up Harrison's current marriage at that point. He's been a couple times. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, but apparently, like, she was so scared to put it in the book because she didn't know what Harrison's reaction was going to be. Hmm. And I don't really even know if any of us really know what Harrison's reaction was because I don't think he publicly ever, like, said anything about the affair. Like, never made comments about it or anything. Yeah, he's such um, a private guy, so. He is, so you just, mm-hmm. we don't know. But it did happen, which. I mean, Carrie, Carrie was young too. Carrie was like nineteen, I think. Eighteen or nineteen, and yeah. he was in his mid yeah. to late. He was 20s. 33, 34. No, he was oh, in thirties. No, in thirties. That's right. Yeah. So it was like this kind wow. of a little sketchy. Well, I mean, it was the seventies, so I guess it wasn't as. That's know, true. Seventies really. might have not been as sketchy, but yeah. yeah. So that actually did happen. It wasn't in a rumor. It was actually a fact. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like, I, as a kid, I always, I 
when I was a child, I didn't understand that the people who were relationships on screen didn't have actual relationships outside of the screen. Like it took mm-hmm. me a while to understand that. And, but it's funny because some of them do have relationships outside of the screen. Yeah. Some other behind the scenes things I found that were really cool. A lot of the scenic moments were paintings mm-hmm. and their mo- then models of like the ships or whatever were done in front of them, specifically like the planets and different things, which I thought was really cool. And I never would have thought about them being paintings, mm-hmm. to be honest with how they did it. But yeah, I thought that was awesome. And then this was fun. The Jawas, uh, the Jawas, if you remember Sammy, are the little guys who got R2-D2 and Secret on the planet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Their language was influenced by Zulu language, which is an actual South African language. So the, the video I was watching on YouTube, they said they would hear these different noises and things, and they'd be like, how can we take that and cha- make it something that isn't as recognizable to the general public so they think it's brand new but really it's influenced by something so like zulu i would have never known they were it was influenced by zulu because i've never heard zulu language mm-hmm. and another thing the tuscan raiders their noises were influenced by donkeys george heard donkeys they were in the desert and donkeys were bringing the equipment and he heard them grunting and he's like that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it for the Tuscan wow. Raiders. And yeah. I would have never thought about that being donkey. Mm-hmm. Oh. It goes back to that out of the box thinking that he was so big on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It was really interesting to hear them talk about that. And then another behind the scenes thing I thought was cool. Luke's home at the beginning in Tatooine is actually a real hotel in Tanzania. I spelled that, that one. I didn't wrong, know, but it's Tanzania. That's wild. Yeah, I want to go to that hotel. That yeah. would be so cool. Like, it's Heck an underground yeah. hotel. That would be so cool. Absolutely. Wow. Well, then it's, you know, Star Wars. I mean, it's Luke's home, Luke's childhood home. Who wouldn't want to stay yeah. there? Exactly. Well, in terms of True. Well, we'll get there. Yeah, we got yeah. there yet. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I can't, like, I, I like pulling <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to stuff. censor myself here. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> do, you need, do we need to snack ourselves for you? Yeah, through the screen. Yeah. There we go. A good slip. <laughs> yeah. Last behind the scenes thing that I found was Mark was saying that Alec Guinness would get mad at him because he, Mark would call him Sir Alec because he has that title from, mm-hmm. you know, being knighted or whatever. And he would get mad at him. He would like tap him twice. This is what Mark said. He'd tap Mark twice and then smack him. Um, I think he said the face and he's like, I don't want to be known for my accolades. I want to be known for my name <laughs> or for who I am or something like yeah. that. And I'm just like, all right, Alec Guinness, I get you. I respect that. I, respect I do. That. I respect that. And yeah. Mark's like, Makes sense. what do you want me to call you, Big Al? And <laughs> apparently Alec liked those sorts of like Americanized names or nicknames yeah. or whatever so like i think <laughs> all of that i'm not sure that's but, awesome yeah. that's it's funny. just funny to think of alex saying oh yeah call me big al whatever yeah. don't call me sir <laughs> <laughs> mm, my goodness oh my goodness you said you watched the doc a documentary do you have any mm-hmm. other behind the scenes stuff about new hope that you can think of I will. I'll mention it later when you mention favorite scenes because there is a behind the scenes thing. Uh, it's when they mm-hmm. swing across, across the chasm, which is one of my favorite scenes. But I'll talk about mm-hmm. that when we get to that topic. Okay. But we were talking about like building the models and building, you know, mm-hmm. 
things that people what was really interesting to me was that the people he recruited to do that were they were model uh, people who built models for like commercials and stuff so like you know buildings and things like that so they had always kind of dreamed of working on a feature but i mean they were like who's gonna hire us you know yeah so a lot of it was really so just just so brand new because he was all these models that you saw the millennium falcon and the x-wings and all that it was based off these paintings that lucas had described to his paint his painting guy or whatever Mm-hmm. that he, you know, did these really elaborate things that what were to impress the studio. And, you know, all these people were designing these things just completely from scratch. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really just, to me, I don't know, it was just really fascinating to see, like it goes back to what you were saying about this plucky band of rebels, which is what they were mm-hmm. in real life, you know, because mm-hmm. the, the demands that they were, they needed for what was required couldn't have been met through, like, union rules and, you know, all the different guidelines and all that. So and I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And you, you mentioned the guy who did all the different paintings and he was in the documentary on YouTube mm-hmm. that I was watching. And he said that he didn't think that his stuff would ever make it to screen right. paintings he was making for George. And the fact that George used them and actually made some of them like real, like some of his paintings included like the characters and the, the creatures and stuff. Mm-hmm. And to be able to do that, like was a dream come true for him. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I feel like Star Wars was like that that place for all the misfits who never thought they could make it could go yep. and, and be exactly who they wanted to be in the industry, which is mm-hmm. so cool. And it's actually making me slightly emotional. I feel that. Yeah. Nerd tears are some of the most. I'm crying over Star Wars. Look, look, look! Nerd tears are some of the most sincere tears you will ever see in your entire life. So, trust me, when I talk about the scene that I was talking about, I'll probably feel Uh, the same way. So, okay, yeah. So, yeah, that's the. I don't know. It's just I love I love Star Wars. It's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. People like oh, Disney owns it now. It's just da 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 da, and like they write it off, Mm -hmm. or they think it's just too much. It's like no, you don't understand. Like, yes, from the outside looking in, yes, it could feel like it's so much. But Mm -hmm. once you get inside of it and understand it and kind of start to take it all in, you understand why we're so emotional and passionate about it. Yeah, and you really really have to start from the beginning. Like, if you start in the middle, you know, with the prequels or the Disney movies, it kind of loses its impact. So, but starting with A New Hope and then starting what they were up, understanding what they were up against at the time, it, it really kind of drives a lot of that home. So Yeah. And that's why I started her on the originals. Yeah. You all, you got to start in the way they came out. That's, yep. You know. Yep. Very much so. Because if you start the other way, it just doesn't make sense. No. Even though it is in the middle of the story, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Mm-hmm. All right. Favorite movie moments and quotes. I've been talking too much, so I'm gonna let you, Dan, go first. Uh, so oh, okay. Let's see here. So um, I have my little thing pulled. My thing pulled up. Where is it? All the quotes. I wrote them down because I knew I was gonna forget them. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So favorite quotes, right? Either one. Moments, quotes, whatever you want to talk about. Well, I'll start with quotes. I mean, you know, the ones that came to my mind were anytime three PO and R two are just like roasting each other. You know, don't you call me a mindless philosopher, you overweight glob of grease. <laughs> or, um, you know, go that way. You'll be malfunctioning within a day, you nearsighted scrap pile. You know, a- any of the, any of those, you know. Because you know, R two is like pretty much cussing back at. He's him. cursing him out, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. 
all the Darth Vader scenes, you know, anytime he's on screen, it's just, you know, it's it's iconic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As a kid, one of my favorite scenes were the first time that we see all the robots when they're inside okay. the Sandcrawler. And, you know, because yeah. so far we've only seen 3PO and R2-D2, which is cool. But then you see all these, you know, these weird, you know, somewhere like insect looking. And you got the big gonk droid, the big box thing. Mm-hmm. And they're making all these weird sounds that you've never heard before. You know, I that that was one of my favorite scenes as a kid. You know, Obi Wan sneaking around on the on the Death Star. You know, yeah. when he's disabling the tractor beam. And then, mm-hmm. so we'll talk about one of my favorite scenes. Okay. okay. So it's the scene where they're in the Death Star, and you know, they bust Leia out, and then Han Solo has to and Chewie they split up with Luke and Leia. Okay. So they go yeah. one way, Solo mm-hmm. goes the other, and then they get to the chasm. Where, you know, they took a wrong turn and here they are. And then the stormtroopers come right behind them. So they have to blast the door shut. And, you know, they also blasted the way to get across. Yeah. So mm-hmm. basic, I love this scene because it's the very first time Luke has to make a decision completely on his own. You know, because yeah. up until yeah. now, he's had Han Solo who's protected him. He has had Obi-Wan to guide him. He's more or less been a follower. But mm-hmm. in this moment... I mean, he's got Leia to back him up, but, I mean, it's on him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's one of those, like, uh, if you don't do this, you're either going to die or you're going to get captured. So it's like you got to do, mm-hmm. you know, you step up, you do what you got to do. And so he's like, grabs the first thing that he can think of. Oh, this rope, oh, I got this. You know, swings it across, you know, he throws it across the chasm and everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think what, what does it for me was that they play heroic music mm-hmm. in the background, right? Yeah. Because, you know, it, it could be suspenseful, it could be dramatic, it could be that, because it was a suspenseful scene. But it's really that, you know, that escaping just in the nick of time, but they chose heroic music. And to me, it captures that, like, in that moment, we are Luke. Mm-hmm. Like, we, to me, I'm like, I'm feeling everything he's feeling, I'm in it with him. You know, it's, it's those, like, we all want those moments where we get to be the hero. And to me, I feel like we actually get to, you know, be that hero. We live vicariously through, I do anyway. Yeah. You know, and, you know, they got the, that, you know, Jedi theme behind him. And yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, I get really worked up. I get really kind of, kind of emotional when I'm thinking about it because it's like, it's, it's those things we only have dreams about. You know, we dream about being the hero and we get to actually, you know, live that. But the funny story that I had about that scene was, so at the time they couldn't afford stunt doubles, Right. So Mark Hamill being the, you know, young kid was, he was like, I want to do all my own stunts. I want to do this. And the stunt coordinator was like, you know, it's really not that hard to do. I'll just show you how to do it. And he had him and one of his friends kind of demonstrate how to swing across. So they hooked up the harness to him and they swing across. When they swing across the Peter Diamond, I think was his name. He swings across and he gets to the other side and he hears this, like this rip. And his buddy looks at him and he's like, Dude, your harness just ripped. And Mark Hamill was like, well, if that just ripped, I don't want to do that. That's unsafe. He's, and so he was like, this is where I need to be a really good liar. He said, no, 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 it didn't rip. I just split my pants. You're fine. Oh, no. So he's like, oh, no, I thought the harness ripped. No. He goes, I would never lie to you. Okay. You can do this. <laughs> so he puts the harness on him. And they do the take, and they do one take. And it's just, they do it, and they get it, and then they move on. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they explain that whole thing in the documentary. So oh, it, no. it's just one of those things, like, the oh, thing yeah. happening in the movie was the thing happening in real life. Again, it was just like that just, 
you know. Hold, hold on, hold on, back up, <laughs> back up. So you're telling me that this stunt, the stunt coordinator, the stunt coordinator mm-hmm. did this without having Leia holding on to him, mm-hmm. ripped the harness. And then, and it's the same harness that then Mark has to put on and he swings with Leia on, like holding on to him. Correct. Yeah. They did one take and then they moved on and that was it. I'm glad (laughs) they got that right. In real life, caution to the wind moment. So it just mirrors what was going on in the movie. I just, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. (laughs) No wonder they didn't follow union rules. Yeah. Like who told that story? Was it Mark or was it somebody else? No, it was it was part of the documentary I was watching. I'm the story coordinator himself. He told he told the story. So did he tell Mark ever? Well, if he didn't, he knows now. (laughs) Definitely knows. I really want to like Instagram Mark to see if he could see my comment. Be like, so I just learned this. Did you know this? When did you find this? When did they tell you? Right. Now I'm fearing for your safety Yikes. now every time I watch this scene. <laughs> Even more so oh than before. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness, Yikes. that's so funny. Oh, okay. Sorry. Whew, that was good. Any others? I feel like you had a couple in here you haven't talked about yet. I just wanted to make sure you had the chance. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. So there was that one. And then the key moment, or I think it's a key moment, at the end where Han Solo comes back at the very end. Mm-hmm. Because pretty much he's been mm-hmm. gone at this point, but you yeah. know the guy who we think doesn't care and he's cynical and he's whatever, mm-hmm. and then it turns out he actually does have a noble streak in him. You know that, mm-hmm. you know I have you now, and that blows the thing, and then we hear that, yeah, it's like oh, oh, things are <laughs> happening. Ah, you know you're you're in you're you're in it. You know, yeah, so I, that's that's a good one. I like that yeah, one. Yeah, that is a good one. I oh yeah, I just I love me some Han Solo. Han Solo is amazing. We all do. We all do. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, who doesn't? Mm-hmm. It's right. Because he's us. I mean, he's the world weary guy. We're all kind of world weary a little bit. I feel like mm-hmm. maybe that's just me. That's true. Yeah. No, I'm more Luke. I feel like that's accurate. I'm more Luke. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm more. I can I'm see more that. like the 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 fantastical world of it. Yeah. Like I yeah. You're the, you're the optimist. I'm the optimist. Yes, I am definitely yes. the optimist. Yeah. I, I feel like yes. I'm, I'm a realist who wants to be an optimist. Like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a Han Solo, but I want, I try to be like Luke. Yeah. So you're Leia. Mm-hmm. Leia's kind of realistic, but then also optimistic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I always identify more with Han. Yeah. yeah actually, no. Actually, what? Anakin, Anakin's my guy personally. If we're getting deep into it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I've always, I, out of all of them, Anakin's have been the guy I've identified with the most. Well, if it works out next year for you to be on Star Wars with us again, we can Heck talk yeah. about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll dive into your Anakin personality, which kind of makes me worried now as your friend. Anywho, <laughs> knowing this <laughs> makes me a little worried, but also not surprised. Well... He did what he did. Well, anyway, well, we can't get into it now. We can't. We'll confuse Sammy. Okay, so some of my favorite moments. I am a huge, huge droid fan. I love R2-D2 and C-3PO. I almost wore my droid shirt today, but because I knew we were doing May the 4th, I have my May. You can't see it, but it says May May the 4th be with you. Nice. Mm -hmm. I also have a droid shirt that has BBA 
R2D2 and C3PO and it says rolling with my homies. What? So yeah, they're my what? people. I, I do. I love R2D2 because as a kid, it's like when C3PO would talk to him, there's something about R2D2 that even though you don't know what he's saying, you know what he's saying. Now as a kid, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have ever thought he was cussing out C3PO, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure as an adult, that's what he's doing. But it's just, you, you, you understand him, even though he doesn't have words, even though he can't move like a human, like C3PO, mm-hmm. he has emotions. Like you feel his emotions, mm-hmm. you feel what he's going on. You connect with this, this machine. Why are we connecting with machines? I don't know, because it's George Lucas and he created an amazing droid. Um, I mean, I connect with R2-D2 more than I do with C-3PO, and C-3PO is supposed to be the humanoid droid, which really he's Mm -hmm. less human, more droid. So they're just, they're absolutely fantastic together. I love at the beginning where C-3PO's like, I hate space travel, why are we doing this? (laughs) Where are you going? Like, always questioning R2, and R2's just like, come on, let's go, Mm -hmm. we're going this way, we're gonna go to... We're gonna go to the skate pod and right. we gotta go find, we're on a mission, we gotta go find Obi-Wan Kenobi. And just all the things, they're just such my favorite. I'm probably gonna watch Star Wars. After. I probably will <laughs> too. I just wanna watch R2-D2 and C-3PO. Yeah. But they're, they're absolutely fantastic. And I don't think, they don't get split up. No, they never get split up in these. Well, yeah, they do. In one of the movies, they like go their separate ways for like a movie, like half a movie-ish. And it's just so sad, but it's always so cute when they get back together because even though C-3PO won't admit it, he always misses R2-D2 and he, oh, yeah. he cares mm-hmm. for him. So they, they're just absolutely fantastic. Leia, Princess Leia, pretty much everything Leia does, I love, especially mm-hmm. saving their butts. I mean, crying out loud, mm-hmm. they come into her cell block to save her. And then she ends up saving them mm-hmm. <laughs> because they yep. don't even know what to do. They're just sitting there shooting at the stormtroopers. It's like, okay, anybody got a backup plan? Anybody think about this? No? no. Fine. Get <laughs> into some the, rescue. <laughs> get, yes, exactly. Some rescue. Yeah. Get into the garbage chute, flyboy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone has to save our skin. Into the garbage chute, flyboy. Into the garbage chute, flyboy. One of my favorite quotes. She's rescued, and then it's just a barrage of snark from there on in. Yep. Yes. Yep. And it's just, especially her and Han going back and forth. They're oh, yeah. they are just so great with their snarkiness back and forth. And you mm-hmm. can see the attraction, but she's trying not to be attracted to that because she's he's the bad mm-hmm. boy. You can't mm-hmm. be like you know what's going to happen mm-hmm. if you get attracted to the bad boy. You're going to get hurt. Never mind, I can't say that. It goes into the <laughs> new Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. Like, I... Slap yourself we'll again. We'll Do it. There. Good job. But yeah, just she, her character is just just so amazing and, and very much a um, role model character. I mean, I wanted to be her when I was younger, when I watched these movies, and I kind of still do in some aspects, especially as you see her grow through all three movies and then into some of the newer movies um, and that she has not changed in her resolve. And she's very passionate in her beliefs and, and what she believes is right and, and fighting for the little guy, uh, which is just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And then of course, I love Han Solo. He is a heartthrob. You got, I mean, we got to admit it right now. He is the heartthrob of Star Wars. Everyone loves him. Mm-hmm. He, like even just how they made his, like what he wore car- costume wise. I look back on it. I'm like, you were, not only do you have Harrison Ford, but now you mm-hmm. are 
dressing him to make us want to fall in love with him. Mm-hmm. And- I see you showing off that chest there. I see what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. We, we all know what's going on here. We do. Oh, yeah. We do. And, like, just some of his lines, like, hokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side, kid. Like, his sarcasm is just so mm-hmm. much fun. And him and Chewie together mm-hmm. are great. <laughs> Chewie's your favorite, isn't it? <laughs> I love Chewie. It's great. It is. <laughs> and then, of course, love the chess scene with R2-D2 and the Wookiee. Just because mm-hmm. of, like, them going back and forth. You got, you got R2-D2 who's, like... No, I'm gonna win. Like this, I can do this. He's mm-hmm. very like self-confident, and like she was like, "I'm gonna break you." And <laughs> the back and forth. Is just... <laughs> yeah. Right. New new plan R two. Let the Wookiee win. Right. Let the Wookiee win. win. But it's hard to pick like favorite moments. Like I was trying to think. Like Dan, like you, you have that one moment where you just are are in it, and mm-hmm. it's hard for me to choose one because I just there's something about this movie that I just felt like I was in all of it. Like I just, I I feel like I emotionally am so invested in them. Mm -hmm. I can't just choose one moment. I mean, there's the scene, of course it is. It's so immersive. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's the scene of course, where Darth Vader and Ben Kenobi are, or sorry, not Ben, Obi-Wan. He's all, I mean, Ben, but whatever. Are fighting. And I think that it's, Maybe that's the most emotional moment for me because when they're fighting and those blast doors open and Luke sees him, Luke sees his now supposed to be mentor. They've known, he's known him as a mentor probably maybe 24 hours, maybe a Mm -hmm. little bit longer. And he sees him and just when Guinness or Obi-Wan realizes Luke sees him, it's like all these things come together where he's like, he's not going to be able to do what he needs to do if I'm still around. Like I need to let him, I need to be I need to let him figure this out is what what my mind goes to and when he just takes his lightsaber and goes up and closes his eyes and Darth strikes him down and he just disappears it's the that emotional moment of like <gasps> where mm-hmm. my like it, it's that grow up moment layer yeah. like Luke is mm-hmm. no longer allowed to be a child he has right. to step up and learn how to do this and he has to get to Yoda and he has to Mm -hmm. do all these things which he doesn't know until the next movie but he has Mm -hmm. to be the one who's going to face Darth Vader because Obi-Wan knows who he is Obi-Wan knows that Luke Mm -hmm. is like mere feet away from his actual father and he knows what's going to have to happen and I feel like if Obi-Wan stayed it wouldn't have been Luke fighting Obi or Darth at the end, it would have been Obi Wan and Darth, and mm. Obi Wan would have been the the oh my goodness hero. Yeah, and really, mm-hmm. Luke needed that. that he understood hero. that this wasn't his fight. You know, his fight yeah. had come and yeah. gone. Yeah, he already fought mm-hmm. Darth at one mm-hmm. point. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and it, and it goes along with like in with my degree with we learned about story archetypes and stuff and a lot of story Mm -hmm. archetypes with younger people, you need to sometimes cut out the adults Mm -hmm. for the younger generation to move forward. And that's what a lot of young young adult literature is about. And really honestly, Star Wars in my mind is a young adult literature for this first book because they are supposed to be younger. Mm -hmm. And really- I never thought about that, but you're right. Yeah, it really pertains more to Mm -hmm. teenagers and Mm -hmm. like early twenties. Like that's what- that's what the audience in my mind is it is and as mm-hmm. it as it's grown it grows with 
sure. the audience. But the cool thing about Star Wars, just on like a, a whole franchise note, it isn't just for one age group anymore. Like, I mean, it, it really does for it really does draw in all the different age groups. I mean, Absolutely. I watched it when I was like eight, seven, something like that. No, it's, mm-hmm. it's like four and, or five, I think. Yeah, and I know mm-hmm. my mom and my parents will be watching it into their eighties. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's. It's across Mm -hmm. all boards, which is such a cool thing about Star Wars, Mm -hmm. that it can be Mm -hmm. that massive for the masses. Yeah, Yeah. and there's there's something in there for everybody. I mean, the themes are so universal that no matter where you are in life, you can connect with it in some way. Yeah, it's very true. Mm -hmm. Sammy, did you have any favorite moments from the first movie? I know I didn't write it in the notes. Because I'm a bad podcaster, but I have written notes. Hey, you have fancy old school notebook. You have notes, so Mm -hmm, I do. So obviously, I'm not such a nerd, so I didn't come into this. Hold on, you are not a Star Wars nerd. You are a Disney nerd. I am a nerd. nerd. There's a different Different nerd levels, yes, but I'm not a Star Wars. There we go. Give it time; it'll grow on you. Yeah, what we're, we're, we'll I don't see. know. I'm already she's known me for so. 20 plus years, and she still hasn't. Like this is the first time I've gotten her she on Star commit. Wars, so I don't know. Mm. I, you know what? I still feel bad. I saw Galaxy's Edge before you because I was one. I know. Really cool. <laughs> I don't get any of this. Like, <laughs> I'm still sorry about that. Galaxy is that the the. That's the Star Wars area at Probably, yeah, okay. uh-huh. Disney yeah. Hollywood Studios, and Dan yes. is. That's now I, yeah. I, mean, I get it. You feel like but. you're in Star Wars. That's what everyone who's been there, that's what they usually say. You need so. to go. Yeah, I gotta get over there. Just to go there. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> Very <Anywho>. cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, one of the things that first stuck out to me, having not really much knowledge other than the random things mm-hmm. I've seen at Disney and, and whatnot, the costumes that the rebels were wearing i was like they're just not as cool as the stormtroopers and the big contrast between that i guess it really shows what an underground like rebellion it was and i didn't really get it until i watched the movie if that makes sense but that really stuck out to me and then when darth vader came in i was just like oh my i can't say exactly what i wrote down because <laughs> we all know um, what we know what you're thinking <laughs> Yeah, but the way he walked in amongst all the smoke and everything, I was just like, oh my goodness, this is like the best villain ever. It was insane. That was one of my favorite parts. It was very, very early on, Mm -hmm. but it was one of my favorite parts of the movie because I thought it just set up the scenario so well for what you were getting into. Mm -hmm. Just a great introduction to the character. And then obviously, I think I am joining the droid fan club. I have to say, I get it, Ashley, now. I, I get it. C-3PO and R2 are like my favorite parts of the movie. And I joked because I watched it with my husband, Robbie. I was when we first got introduced to the two of them, I literally joked him and I was like, oh, I'm R2 and you're C-3PO. It, clearly. Right. Because one of the first things, you know, C-3PO is looking around. He's like, we're doomed. And R2, like you said, he's just like, no, just come on. We're, we're fine. Just come on. I got this. Yeah. Just come along with me. We're good. No worries. I was just like, this is literally Aww. us right now. And every movie we've watched since that, I'm like, you see, it's your C3PO. And I just, it just cracks no, That's a good um, team though. You know, you gotta balance each other out. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, and later C3PO says we were made to suffer. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is like my life right now. <laughs> it's a lot in life. We seem to be made to suffer. It's our lot in life. Yes. And there were a lot of quotes that popped up that 
I knew, but I didn't know what they were from. So for me coming into it way later in life, it was very cool to hear some of these quotes. Like I find your lack of faith disturbing. I've never seen that in the movie. So I actually got to see where it came from as you wish. These aren't the droids you're looking for. All of these things that you hear in pop culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm like, I have no, a makes sense. So yeah. it, it's, yeah, it's way cooler. So now when I see these references outside of the movie, that's what was really cool mm-hmm. for me coming into it was just, I'm like, oh, okay, I get this now. I get wh- why Galaxy's Edge looks the way it does. I get these quotes and why people use them all the mm-hmm. time. So that that for me was kind of the bigger part of the movie and then obviously like you said all these wonderful things about princess leia i'm with you Mm -hmm. on that i was just like oh she's so great in this movie i just love how independent she is and how strong-willed she is and how she took charge of everything i'm luke skywalker i'm here to rescue you i also wrote down and as i said in the last episode i wrote down luke is kind of whiny (laughs) and then later i said are we supposed to like Luke more than Han? Cause I don't, <laughs> I was just, just trying to follow. I, like I said, was we getting into it? I, I understand. But the, the first, the first two movies really, I was just like, I don't get it. <laughs> I like Han Solo so much better. I think the draw for Luke, especially when we were kids and Dan, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but I think it's the fact that he gets a lightsaber and he is going to be a Jedi and all cool. of us, cool. I think as kids, want to have that. We want to be a Jedi and wield a lightsaber, at least in my family. Yeah. In my family, me and mm-hmm. my brother wanted to be Jedi. So huh. I think mm-hmm. that's where the pool was, at least for me with Luke. But yeah, now that I watch back on it, I'm like, okay, he was a little whitey, yeah. but he gets better over time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's he a does. boy. He's, he's, yeah. he's 19, but he's very much a child in his mind. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's journeyed from you know, childhood to adulthood. That were the three movies. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I'm probably the wrong person to ask about why I was drawn to Luke because I, my first character that I really connected with was Darth Vader. So, you know, there you go. Yeah, I mean, so I guess it, it was my dad, it. my dad had the action figures from the seventies. Oh, okay. okay. So, oh, you know, he has this, this big bag one day. I'm like three years old at the time and I'm rummaging through all these, ba- all these you know, these little toys. So I was like, first one I remember picking up was Darth Vader and I'm holding them. I'm like, I'm terrified, but I'm drawn to you. And then I see him on the screen. And it's like, and he's like bigger than me and he's breathing and he's, you know, it's like you were saying, Sammy, that moment where he walks through, it's like, dun, dun, yeah. Yes, so, so yeah. yeah. I, I was really feeling Darth Absolutely. Vader. I'm, I, I dig his storyline. Yeah. I know he's the bad guy, but he's pretty awesome. A lot of people I, love him. Like he is, he is one of them probably most loved villains he is in our time he is he is he is the bad of the bad like he's the bad guy that other bad guys are scared of you know he's just this mm-hmm. unstoppable force of nature yeah uh, that's why i connected to him anyway he's just yeah. you know he's my he's probably my favorite character in any franchise you know hero villain whatever it's just mm-hmm. he's the guy you know he is he's it mm-hmm yeah, he's one of my brother's favorites. I think my brother goes between Darth Vader and Bobo Fett. Okay. Bobo yeah. in this one? I can't remember. No, Empire. He comes back, comes back in, in Empire. Well, he's isn't he like just kind of standing there in one of them? They added him they, for the special edition. That's right. They added like the scene where Han meets Jabba. Because, you know, that wasn't re- in the original one. In the 1977 release, there was oh. no scene with Jabba. There wasn't. No, no. I they, remember that. So originally that was supposed to be stop motion because they didn't have CGI back then. 
So what they did, they they filmed it. Yeah, they filmed it with just some guy in this big like furry outfit, the Scottish guy, and they walked through the whole scene, and he was like, I, I just I, I don't have the money to do this. I don't have the resources to do this. So they ended up cutting him, and instead focused on the mysterious Jabba the Hutt that they sort of built to. So by the time we got to Return of the Jedi, we finally get to see who Jabba the Hutt is. Okay. But, I vaguely remember now in the original not seeing. Yeah. No. Uh, it, it, Jabba. But he's in all of the new one. He's in all the digitally remastered. So I think that like yeah. overshadows my mind. Yeah. Same, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Bubbo's not till later. Sorry. But they have him randomly standing in the new in CGI that scene, version yeah. mm-hmm. where he's kind of there. He's okay. a. He's a. Oh, you know, you watch the other movies. Yeah. Sorry, I'm like waving at Sammy like she's next to me. <laughs> but I don't no, know where like, she is on you guys' like... screen. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're all the way on the right, so you're waiting at, a, at like just nothing over here. So okay, see, I'm on the. I don't know how this is gonna translate when I actually yeah. see it either. So well, this will be, be fun. <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, no, you're right, Sammy. Like he is, he is the villain of all villains. He. It always makes me wonder because in Disney, like when you and I talk about Disney villains, we relate like Maleficent being the villain of all villains mm. that they're all scared of. So I kind of want to see like Darth Vader versus Maleficent. Yes. And see what happens. Mm-hmm. It could be fun. Somebody <laughs> make this. One. Somebody, if there's a you know person on the internet who can make stuff like that, you make this. Whoever, if you're yeah. watching this right now. Do it. Do it. Do it now. Do it now. That are epic rap battles. <laughs> if, you're, if you're not familiar with that, you know. Epic rap battles in history. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, no. I've, I've watched one or two. They're okay. interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. heard of it. I think my kids had me watch it, like my teens. Okay. It's very, yeah. Very interesting. I, I like it. <laughs> Oh my goodness, any other moments anybody wants to bring up? I feel like, I'm trying to think of moments that be like, monumental moments. I mean, the Death Star getting destroyed is kind of big. Kind of. <laughs> because we haven't even yeah. talked to the film, that whatever, to happen. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think that would happen. You know, having not seen them, I was just like, oh shoot, they already like destroyed the whole big ship. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going to happen mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that moment. And that's another moment, I think, for Luke, where he has to take charge, and he does a little bit better job of it, because he's not fumbling around. Yeah. He's like, in his ship, he's like, okay, we're gonna go, we're gonna do this, you're gonna be my flanks, like, whatever. And it's more of that transition that you see. So yeah, there's those little mm-hmm. moments of Luke, and when he, but there's also that moment where he uses the Force for the first time, like, really uses the mm-hmm. Force. And mm-hmm. it's, it's that kind of, that push into like, oh, we're moving into Jedi world. Because really mm-hmm. in New Hope, you don't see much of him becoming a Jedi. You don't see the lightsaber out as much. You only see it out a couple times, but it's normally like Obi-Wan or Darth, but you don't see it really with Luke very much. So when he uses the Force, when I feel like when he used the Force to shoot down the Death Star, that was him choosing, okay, I am going to move forward in this, this mm-hmm. legacy apparently that I'm a part of. Mm-hmm. And, and learn this, what Han calls hokey religion, and, and, and do that. So I think that's a cool, a cool moment for Luke. And I don't know, I just, I love tearing Star Wars apart and like thinking of these things because it's just so fun oh, yeah. to, to think of what it could mean and the significance and, and different things like that. I would love to sit down with George Lucas and just talk about all these things. Absolutely. Like, so oh, wow. Absolutely. I would just be, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Starry-eyed. Oh, yeah. He's such a fascinating guy to listen to. I mean, just his the way his mind works. 
You know, he's just, he's just, he's, he's brilliant. Yes. Anything else we want to bring up from A New Hope? I mean, I always got stuff to bring up, so. This is true. But I'm sure you guys could talk for like five hours. Probably. About we it. shouldn't talk for five hours. Right. I feel no like one we would listen lose. To that. I think the only ones who would listen to it is like me and Dan. Probably. I wouldn't even listen to it. I'd be like, I'm just going to publish it however <laughs> it is. I'm not going to edit just it. Just send it to me. I'll edit it. Here you go. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, all right. Thank you, Pixie Dusters, for joining us today as we talked about A New Hope. Make sure to like and subscribe to all our social media things, specifically Instagram, because Star Wars has yes. taken over this month. It's just pretty much all Star Wars. So I hope you mm-hmm. like Star Wars. If you don't, message us and we will try to change your life into a better world. The first step Actually, into a larger world. Your life. Yes. Oh boy. <laughs> hey, we're, Sammy, you liked it? Sammy has never, okay, Sammy has never watched it before. I did. She had to watch it for these episodes because I like, I, I'm like, we're doing Star Wars. It's and very true. It. So, there I you did. go. I did, I kept putting it off a little bit. And then one night Robbie was like, we should just get this over with. Let's turn it on. Like, okay, here we go. But yeah, it was yeah, it's, it's not. And it gets, it, 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 it Anywho. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure you describe to our, our social media. What else, Sammy? Mm-hmm. And make sure you wish Ashley happy birthday yeah. today. Yay, happy birthday. Thank you. Once again. And then go to LimitlessBroadcasting.com and check out all of our other shows and products and whatnot we have on there. Go to our Patreon account. Your donations are always greatly appreciated. Some of them get you cool prizes and you may get to hang out with us sometime in the future. We do need Muppets are coming up and We Meets World. Marvel. And and Marvel. Marvel's probably next year. I I thought we were doing doing Marvel this year. Girl, you set up the calendar. I, I don't think that's on the docket <laughs> for 2021. I don't remember. Don't look that. But definitely, look like, but definitely Muppets. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm fairly certain, though, that Marvel will not make an appearance this year. It's Boy Meets World. I forgot. I told you. You made Listen, the calendar. we got a lot <laughs> going on. There's... You're the organized one. Oh, my goodness. My mind is on Star Wars. I know, one thing at a time. Okay, uh, one thing at a time. Boy Meets World. Oh, 50th anniversary of Magic Kingdom is coming up this year. Nice. So we are definitely going to be celebrating that. Tim Burton we're going to talk about sometime this year. Also, Winnie the Pooh. That was the other one I forgot about. And yeah, I think that's pretty much everything. And of course, Christmas. We have- yeah. I don't know, Christmas. Christmas <laughs> is Christmas. I will be back at Disney at Christmas again. So in like (laughs) seven months, you will get to see me and Sammy live again together at Disney World. Yay. Mm -hmm. Already excited. Yes. And I lost my notes. So make sure to come back next week as we... Oh, I had something really cute. Yeah, you said... Okay, it says, make sure to come back next week as we run away to Hoth. Meet a Jedi Master and learn something disturbing about Vader. Ah! Ah, Bye, Pixie Dusters. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins, Sammy and Ashley. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.